Our second reading comes from the Gospel of Luke, verses 10, uh, 1 through 11, and then verses 17 through 20. After this, Jesus appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place where he himself was about to go. And he said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out his labors into his harvest. Go on your way. Behold, I am sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no money bag, no knapsack, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace be to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest upon him. But if not, it will return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking what they provide, for the laborer deserves his wages. Do not go from one house to another house. Whenever you enter a town and they receive you, eat what is set before you. Heal the sick in it and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not receive you, go into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town that clings to our feet we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, that the kingdom of God has come near. The 72 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. This is the reading. Are you guys staying right up here? Yeah, you're going to move back. I'm going to let you move out then. I don't know whether you'd like me to be turning around like this all the time. Great. That's what I like. Somebody right in front of me here. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today is just focusing on those last few verses of our second reading, starting in verse 17 of Luke chapter 10. The 72 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. I just want to bring you greetings from all brothers and sisters in Christ worldwide. They don't know I'm doing this. <laughs> but we do know that whenever we worship together here, we worship with all believers 
And that worship goes up to our Father in heaven to give him glory. And it's a great time to worship the Lord here as this congregation pauses and kind of says, Father, we're going to thank you for a couple people who have meant so much to us. And one is Pastor Mychok because of his 60 years of ministry. And the other is your Pastor Kofer of 15 years in ministry. I want you to know that the English language is a wonderful language because we know it. We probably don't know too many other languages, but we know English. And one of the things that English does, English wants to explain something to us. And so it doesn't just use one word, it'll use a number of words. And so um, it, it sometimes needs, we need to have a lot of words to express what we're talking about. The Greek Bible isn't necessarily that way. And one of the examples is in our second reading today, in our text today. And that's with the word return. Now you say, well, that's just a normal word, the word return. What would be so interesting about that? Well, Jesus sent his disciples out. You know that in the first part. And they were sent two by two into the cities and towns and areas that he was going to. He said the harvest is plentiful, and one of the things that they should be doing, and you and I too, is praying to the Lord of the harvest that workers would be sent into his harvest field. He wasn't just talking about pastors. He was talking about workers, you and me, as we work in his harvest field, that the harvest would be joined together to his glory. He gave instructions some things not to take, and some things to do when they enter a town. And if a town received them, they were supposed to stay there. And if they were into a house, they're supposed to say, peace be to this house. I don't know how many of you and I do that when we go into a person's house. You go to people's houses, your friends, and the, do you ever say, peace be to this house? Ah, but Jesus gave a good example of this for his disciples who were on their own mission here that said, when you enter a house, say, peace be this house, you'll know when that peace is there and that peace is received. And if it's received, you stay there. And then he said, you heal the sick, and then you proclaim these words. The kingdom of heaven is near. And then he said, if you go into a place and they don't receive your peace and they don't receive your word, go and dust off the dust of your souls and say, you know, we're leaving. Nevertheless, understand the kingdom of heaven is near. What a message to be able to say to people. The kingdom of righteousness, peace, and joy that comes in Jesus Christ is here. It's near. Always remain with us. The ministry that you and I can engage it. Then they came back. Well, that's what the English says, doesn't it? They returned. But when we look at the Greek, the Greek is a little difficult language, more difficult language to probably understand because they don't just have one word for return. They have a couple of words or three words for return, and they all mean something different. It's interesting that Luke, in using this word return, is the only writer that uses it the most. He uses it a lot of times in Luke's gospel. He uses it a number of times in Acts, which he also 
was inspired to write so that we would celebrate God's action through his people. But this word to return in the Greek carries with it an understanding that a task has been accomplished, that we've come to the end of a ministry time, and it's time then to return. But they return knowing that they have accomplished their task. See, English doesn't carry that for us. We have to say, they return knowing that they have accomplished their task with joy. Usually Luke uses this word return or return with an action that follows it. So let me give you a couple examples in Luke. This Christmas, you're going to learn about the shepherds, right? Out in the field, watching their flock by night, and the angel of the Lord came among them, and they went into Bethlehem to see this thing that the Lord had proclaimed to them. Luke then says, after they've gone and given praise to Jesus, and as they've shared that what they've heard and, and seen with other people, Luke says, they return glorifying God and praising him for all that they had seen and heard. Think about that. They knew that they were having accomplished what the angel asked them to do. They went in, and now they're returning, but they're returning with great joy and great understanding of what it is. Think about Jesus going across the Lake of Galilee to the other side and being met there by that man that was possessed by a demon, you know, that nobody could, could tame him and, and things, and Jesus cast out that demon, and the people from the city come out, and they say, oh, please leave us alone, Jesus. Think about that. We are told in Luke, in, in that uh, eighth chapter, that Jesus got into the boat and returned. Okay? The mission was accomplished. He went to set free this demon-possessed man and to declare his power over all evil through that. But that's not the end of the story. The, the demon-possessed man that has been healed comes to Jesus and begs him, let me go with you. And Jesus said these words, return, the same Greek word that we have in our text today, and the same Greek word that Jesus returned, got in the boat and returned. He says, return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. Return knowing that you are now free from Satan and his dominion over you. It's been accomplished. I have set you free. Now go and declare what God has done. And we know that that person went out throughout the region there, mostly a Gentile reason, region, declaring all that God had done for him. Then you'll remember the story of the ten lepers that meet Jesus on the road, and they come up, and Jesus says, what can I do for you? want to be healed. And Jesus says, go and show yourself to the priest. They leave, and they become healed on the way. How many came back? One. And this is what Jesus had to say about that one. Was no one found to return, having accomplished the mission and the desire that they wanted to be cleansed from leprosy? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? So what Luke 
uses, when he uses this word return, he wants us to know that something has been accomplished and something is going to be a response to that accomplishment. The disciples return in our text today with joy. And they said, Lord, understand what happened. Even the demons are subject to your name. Wow, isn't that interesting? Now I'm going to talk about two pastors here. Okay, Pastor Mychok, a true born, raised Texan <laughs> that had to spend almost 20 years in Egypt before he was able to come back to Texas. He started his ministry in a dual parish in Munster and Hammond, Indiana. He served there for nine years. And after that, he was called to St. Paul Lutheran Church in Lakeland, Florida, not back in Texas yet. Okay. And Lakeland, Florida is a beautiful town. It's got wonderful lakes around there. It has a, a Southern Florida college that was there. Wonderful place to be. He served there for 10 years. And finally, the Lord said, come back to Texas. And he served in Giddings for 21 years and then as an emeritus pastor for another three years. And then he was part of Prince of Peace in Bastrop. And he served you also as you began your ministry here in, in Liberty Hill. I want you to understand that when he was in Munster in Hammond, Indiana, there was a time when the Lord came to him and said, your task is complete here. I have another place for you to go to. And he went faithfully. And there was a time there where it says, your task is complete. And he was called to Giddings. You know, some pastors serve their entire ministry at one place. And finally, the Lord says, your task is complete here. And so these pastors leave. And I'm sure the pastor my talk can tell you all kinds of stories that happen in Indiana, or in Florida, or even in Giddings. And they can, he can look back and, and praise the Lord for how he saw God working among his people. Pastor Mychok saw miracles. He could be saying, Lord, your power is so great here. Look what it's done in this community. Well, Pastor Kofer is also born and raised as a true-blooded Texan. <laughs> By the way, Matt, Pastor Mychok was born in Tigro. I mean, he's even born, boy, just <laughs> solid. <laughs> Pastor Kofer, sorry, you were born in Houston, Texas. <laughs> and went into the ministry. And he too had to spend some time in Egypt before God would call him back here. He spent 10 years of his first 10 years in ministry at Hope Lutheran Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. And then God called him to come back to be a pastor at Trinity in San Angelo, where he served for two years. And he's been your pastor here for three years. And he hasn't told me the Lord says his task is completed here yet. <laughs> but just like, just like the disciples, they wait for the Lord's guidance and, and control and direction in their lives. Even though he's only been in ministry for 15 years, 
I'm sure that he could tell you how God worked mightily in the lives of certain people, or even in his own life, and where he would maybe say, Lord, your power was so magnificent that it was here. Your forgiveness, your newness of life that came to people, it was amazing. That's about what the disciples were doing when they returned to Jesus. Lord, your power was so strong, even demons submitted to your name. Jesus responds in a little different way, doesn't he? He says to his disciples, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Jesus wasn't talking about the brightness that we see in the lightning. He was talking about the quickness, just as we see a lightning flash. That's how quick Satan was thrown from heaven. I saw that. And I have given you authority to be able to step on scorpions and venom, all kinds of type of uh, evil things. But listen to this. Don't be just happy about that. That's not the thanksgiving that you were to give. That so many miracles happen or so many things that you've been given power over evil spirits even. This is what you are to be thankful for, Jesus says that your names are written in the book of life in heaven. That's what we celebrate today, that Pastor Mychoff's name and Pastor Kofer's name are written in the book of heaven. Think about that. Now, I don't know what's in their heart, and neither do you, but I can declare to you the gospel of Jesus Christ. I can declare to you his power that works in both of these men that have served congregations faithfully over many, many years, a total of 75 years of ministry. But I want to talk to you about where this is in Mission Liberty Hill. Because I was around in the district office when you started. I knew what happened. I knew your desires and your hope, and your anticipation of what was going to happen here. I know the ups and downs that you've had as a congregation. But I just want to talk about this last couple months that you've had as a congregation. It is amazing that you have raised in pledges over $800,000 for you to move and probably build in the beginning of next year on your property. Think about that. I remember when the first campaign happened, and my chalk was part of that, you were just hoping for $300,000, and it took you a while to get there. And now God has joined this pledge and what you already have saved from your ministry so that you might be able to move into a new facility where offering and calling people from Liberty Hill to come and join you in the ministry that God has given to you. It's wonderful. I, I hope that you really were amazed at that $800,000. I hope some of you are sitting here, I don't believe it. That's what I did when I was told it. I said, I don't believe $800,000? I just, it's, it's impossible. I celebrate with you. I honor you. But I have to say, nevertheless, nevertheless, rejoice 
not in the $800,000. There's something more important for you to rejoice in. And that is that your name is written in the book of life in heaven. Jesus has come, died for you, called you, given you faith, supports you with the Holy Spirit so that you walk through this life with a joy that goes beyond anything this world can give you. The joy that God says to you through his son Jesus, your name is in my book in heaven. Rejoice on that. And that's what we celebrate today. Not just ministries of pastors that we're talking about here, but the ministry of God himself to each and every one of us. That you and I can live each day of our life, no matter what we find ourselves up against, with the assurance that we are truly saved and our name, individual name, is written in that book of life. Celebrate that today. Celebrate God's goodness and faithfulness to you. Celebrate it every day. Amen. And now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. Join me in prayer. Father, it's um, truly amazing, your love for us. We know who we are. We know we love you. We know that you have given us this faith that we live each day in. And yet there are times when things that happen to us try to steal the joy that is ours. And we just pray that you would anoint all of us with your Holy Spirit so that each day of our lives we will celebrate the one thing that is very important, the thing that says that all of us are redeemed by your son Jesus Christ. Our names are written in the book of life. We thank you for that. Now strengthen us and empower us to be about your ministry, working in your harvest field and your great, great, great harvest that's gonna come. And then raise up others to also work there. For we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.